Hello, Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell listeners. Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? Actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her foundation, said she's seeing more issues with dogs' joints, odors, and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can look to improve any dog's health. Their food! What she discovered is that the way many dog foods are made can actually create toxins that could be wrecking our dog's health. And this is true even for many premium brands. Fortunately, she found that just by adding a few special superfoods to her dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how anyone can do the same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. This worked amazingly for our dogs Shazam, Astro, and Brandy. We are noticing more energy, healthier skin and coat, just looking and acting younger. They love it. If you want to keep your dog healthy and happy, go to BadlandsFood.com forward slash Jimmy and Ron and watch Catherine's video right now. Again, that's B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S-F-O-O-D.com forward slash Jimmy and Ron. The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. Hello, hello, hello! Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, bringing you the good times in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. What's up, everybody? Happy New Year! Before we get started, let's say hi to everybody, starting off with our cool, outrageous man about town coast, Mr. Ron Russell. Ron? You gonna talk? No. Why not? Because I don't like you anymore. Because you're very nasty. Before we go on the air, you got to see how he down talks to me. Then as soon as the camera's on, he becomes little good boy. That's not true. Get the fuck out of here. You're so full of shit. You make me vomit. (laughs) I really mean, I'm getting divorcing you as soon as I can. As soon as I get off the air, I'm sending the lawyer a letter. Okay. Cruelty. Mental cruelty. Don't talk what to about me. All the stuff you that don't you talk to me, me like I'm an 18-year-old. I've been in this business 57 years. I could teach you backwards, upside down, and inside out. I'm on this fakakta show for nothing. You're lucky I'm here. Okay, I could, well, I let's could be someplace else making money. You know. Let's 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 keep going. No, I made you famous. <laughs> What's up, Chad? We got the man behind the boards. Yo, Jim is star. I'd like to thank my lucky stars that Ron Russell is on the show today. There yeah, you go. Yeah, sure. And I like what the stars about, behind you. What about finding our guests? Uh, one of them said they just sent you a request. Oh, I see it, too. Stand there by. There we go. That, that gets us going. What's up? We got a chat room full of people. Hey, D from D's in there. Iris from Germany. So nice to see you back. Goddess is in the chat room. Uh, Irish Ginger from the Irish Ginger Show. Eileen Shapiro is in the chat room. Let's see. Illy Roos from Estonia. I don't know. There's a lot of people. Thanks so much for tuning in. We hope everybody had a great new year. And uh, are you going to talk now? 
I'm talking to Eileen. I'm going to England to live with Sam Eileen. <laughs> I'm getting rid of this beauty because he's a pain in my ass. He's a real number. This one's mentally ill. I don't know what the fuck he's doing on this television show. He should be in a nut house entertaining crazy people. They would understand him. I hate him. I hate him. I hate him. That's how I start the new year. He down talks to me like I'm in the business 57 years. I have been on stage and film on TV. I've done every fucking thing you can do in this business. And he has to down talk me before we go on the air. She in says a, yes. In a nasty way. In a nasty way. I don't take that shit from anybody. Maybe if you were paying me 500000 a year to be on this crappy, stupid, backward, ignorant show, I would take it. But for free, kiss my ass. That's all I have to say today, folks. That's it for me. Uh, well, they, now everybody's saying they're happy to see us, and they're saying that they want to do. They didn't have champagne for Chad, so I guess they're going to have to have champagne for our divorce. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Eileen, call Sam. Tell him I'm coming. Uh, Eileen says to, for me to behave and say sorry. I really didn't do anything wrong, but I'm no, sorry. No, no, no. Listen <laughs> to me. I don't get angry much. Okay. But when I'm down talk and the way his face gets like an arrogant attitude and he talks, you had to see what he said to me about a guest. I'm not allowed to do this. Don't do that. He's a client. You, I have to, you went on and on and on like I'm a fucking moron. I'm nice. To anyway, every, I'm, I'm nice to every single guest we've ever had. They love me. How did you think you got Eileen Shapiro? It's getting hot in here. You got, you got Eileen Shapiro because she fell in love with me. Not you. She contacted me to be my friend and then became your friend. Okay, Eileen, am I telling the she, truth? She says she's going to call Sam now. <laughs> I mean, my guests, the guests on this show love me. You don't have to worry about I'm going to offend a guest. I'm not worried about you're going to offend the guest. Fuck them if they get offended. They don't have to come back. <laughs> you know, what's his name? The one that the big famous one from Long Island. I don't know. The guy with the kinky hair, the ugly one. The comic, the, the one that insults everybody. From Long Island, the, the famous one that got $50 million for a private show. The one that used to come to Sal's restaurant. Uh, came into the, oh, the, Howard Stern. The, Howard Stern insults everybody. Look where he got. And That's look how true. rich and famous he is. And look at me how poor and horrible I am because I'm nice to everybody. I should be You're like, not how, nice to everybody. I'm going to be like Howard Stern. The next girl that comes on, I'm going to say, show us your tits. Because <laughs> yeah, right. that made Howard Stern a multi-gazillionaire. Nowadays, though, that will get him taken off the air. <laughs> Well, I don't know, but that's how he, he got changed. famous. Every woman, even Fran Drescher, he said she had a dildo, and he said, show me how you blow a dildo. I mean, you don't talk to Fran Drescher that way. I didn't. He did. She was upset because she talked about she had a party at her house where all the women got dildos, and somebody was teaching them how to give head. I mean, has this world gone mad? Are we all demented or what? I mean, really and truly, I can't. Thank God I'm 150 years old. I won't be here that much longer. And I can go to the next world that I hope is better than this one. Oh, Gavelt. That's funny. Anyway, that's my rant. Yes, we did. Uh, oh, I think I Icky Bin, I think, is uh, is goddess. And she said, we want dirt. And did you sell your house? We sold our house. It's in final. And now you'll start smiling when you talk about selling your house. <laughs> I, will, I will smile because I'm getting rid of this little fat boy. And I'm going to live with my dog, Brandy, in a one-bedroom condo. And I'm going to sell the house we bought in Palm Springs. There we go. Because I'm done with this number. They Just, told me to give you a kiss. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> kiss, kiss, your, kiss your dick. You Chad, did you it. have a happy new year? Oh, he says, somebody says 99% of people are Ron. I don't know what that means, actually. I don't know either, but... Um, and we everybody had a, says, we, hi, goddess. 
we had a fabulous New Year's. We sat in bed and ate Chinese food and watched some fucking ugly movie. It was a bore. Ron's in we a watched, good mood today. We watched Borat. No, Bruno. Bruno for the 15th oh, that, time. We watched terrible. Bruno after New Year's, though, after New Year's. It we didn't do anything. so we watched- exciting. I almost fainted from the excitement. I was, like, overtaken by the joy of the New Year. I could give a shit less about 18. I've seen so many New Year's come in and out. And they're all crap. <laughs> they say, eat, great, eat champagne. Here. Every New Year's I had filet mignon, champagne, and asparagus and chocolate mousse because you're supposed to eat a very expensive meal so you make money all year. I lost money those years. This huh. year I had pizza. Or what do we eat? Pizza, Chinese, for some no, shit. No, we had pizza. We had pizza. Better yet. Crappy huh. pizza. We had, no, we had California. California kitchen pizza, two ninety nine. You put it in the oven? Eight ninety nine. Two ninety nine. Two ninety nine. Some of that. And that's uh, that's now watch. We'll make a zillion dollars because we ate shit for New Year's. But anyway, <laughs> who cares about New Year's? All those morons in Times Square in that sub zero weather. Now somebody made a very interesting point on my Facebook. They said there were a million two hundred thousand people there. Where do they pee? I mean, everybody just can't have, you know, some people, if it was me, I'd be peeing on people because I pee every 20 minutes. So, I mean, where do people pee? Not do the other. The other, you got to sit on a sewer and, and you know, sit down. I mean, really, but maybe they pee down a sewer. Maybe it's think frozen. Of, maybe they're all frozen. But think about it. It was minus something degrees. I mean, there are people there since 8 <laughs> o'clock in, in the morning. Morons, idiots, demented freaks were there since 8 o'clock in the morning to see Mariah Cara, Carey, who cannot sing. What? Without- She's back? Yeah, she, she, she performed again. And she stinks. She Just, needs all that equipment. If she doesn't go through 3,000 filters and, and note droppers, you know, the, when you drop a note, the machine automatically makes the note correct. She doesn't sound good. She just doesn't sound good live. And that's the second year she came back to make an ass of herself. It was she, better than the first and time. And she wore a see-through evening gown with some kind of a feathered coat. I mean, come on. You should have been dressed like an Eskimo. I just got word from Dean that once you enter Times Square, you can't go out. Or if you do, you can't get back in. You can't move either right. if you're you close to either. both. So where do they pee on each they other? They don't. They hold it. No, I think you pee in somebody's They actually pocket. said a lot of people wore diapers is what it said. Are you oh, serious? Oh, oh, yeah, please. people were, God has said like a lot of people wear diapers because there's no place to go to the bathroom. Oh, please. This is the most insane <laughs> thing I've ever heard. And the diapers froze. So you had frozen urine all around your nuts and your pussy. Get the hell out of here, you morons. You go in the fucking freezing weather to see those idiots on Eileen the says Sam is happy to have you. <laughs> Sam, Sam, make room for me, honey. I'm coming. Dump Eileen. She doesn't have what you want. I do. <laughs> I mean, Sam, I'm on my way. I think that that was Goddess who said that, and she was in Ohio a few days ago. She said, and it's very cold and lots of snow. Oh, this weather is disgusting. We're gonna have a snowstorm tomorrow. I know, Chad. It's gonna be. Is it snowing down there, Chad? Because in South Carolina, it's snowing. Well, Dee showed me some footage this morning that Jacksonville had flurries, and it stuck a little bit to some cars, not really to the ground. Uh, but yeah, let's say like Pensacola, Jacksonville, that area up there is like really cold. I mean, down here we got some, some wind, it's about 61 and kind of gray out. So it's everywhere. All my Jewish friends in Florida, they're dying. They said, where's my fur, <laughs> darling? I don't have my fur with I me. Love I left it. it up north. So they had to have their furs shipped down. I love it. It's like Tennessee weather. Bring and they it. were saying that people were wearing adult diapers. Adult depends. Diapers. Well, I like depends or whatever for adults. Go see Mariah Carey at three thousand <laughs> feet away. Well, also uh, Ryan Seacrest and all those other Lo- people. For Ryan Seacrest, I would piss myself. <laughs> I'd piss on him, and he'd love it. 
that freak. But no, no. I mean, really, the world's gotten demented. People are no longer people. In my day, you wouldn't win. I mean, everybody went just like Cary Grant. to the First of all, nobody went there in those days. If there were 200 people at Times Square, was a lot. Anyway, the uh, there was hundred. There was like a thousand. There was like hundreds of thousands of people, right? Not, not when I was a kid. No, I mean now. It was a million two hundred thousand. A million two hundred thousand is a lot of they people. They went up as far as Forty Seventh Street. Now, who the fuck can you see from Forty Seventh Street to Forty Second Street? Seven blocks. What do they got? Binoculars. Five blocks. Five. So five blocks. Mariah Carey. You saw her. You couldn't even hear her. They stood there I chanting, hate it. screaming and chanting like they were having a good time. Chad, we went to go see the Rockefeller Christmas tree. And literally, like, we got, we were, like, two blocks away, and there were so many people that you were squished, and it took, like, a half an hour to walk five feet. And, like, I can't even imagine. That's just with probably, like, 100,000 no, people. Can you imagine with a million could, people? We could not get out of there. It's a good thing I'm a good actor, because I turned around, and I started to scream, I'm claustrophobic. Please, somebody <laughs> help me, help me. And I covered my face as though I was ready to faint. Yeah. And people were yelling, get this yeah, man, get this man out of here. Quick, get the police. Get The police got me, and they made a path, and they took me out. Really? And he said, are you all right, sir? I said, I think I'm going to pass out. He said, would you like an ambulance? I said, no, it's okay. I just can't stand crowds. And that's how we got out. Otherwise, right. I'd still be there. All right. Yeah, it was really bad. It was actually terrible. So sometimes you have to use your Brooklyn, New York, you know, younger education tactics. Yeah. God, Goddess <laughs> says uh, that she wouldn't. Uh, she was. She's with you. Those are idiots who sit out there. Uh, hey, Ash. Ash is in the in the in the uh, chat room now. What's up, Ash? I mean, How you doing? Happy New Year! And then Eileen says Sam said he can't afford the wardrobe space. That's true, Sam. I have about three hundred shirts, maybe two hundred and fifty <laughs> shirts. And I use them all on this crappy little show that cost me a fortune. Because I buy wardrobe. The show doesn't buy me wardrobe. <laughs> like, this is a Ralph Lauren polo. It's not cheap. But you got it for Christmas. I know that, but it's not cheap. <laughs> Nothing you own is cheap. You're cheap. Oh, well. I can't stand him. <laughs> Eileen, I'm ready for you, honey. Screw Sam. He's too far away. Eileen, I'm going to move with you to Fire Island. No, I hate Fire Island. I'm going to move to you. Not Say hi to Ash. Who's Ash? Somebody in the chat room who's saying hello to you. Hi, Ash. How are you? Ash, is that Ash, Ash Ash? Ash. She was on the show for Christmas. She was on the Christmas show. Oh, oh, Ash. Ash, there you go. I thought he said Ass. <laughs> I know a lot of guys named Ass. She says Happy New Year. So, Anyway, so New Year's, we didn't do anything. No, we actually we packed boxes, though. It was a wonderful New Year's. I got, if I had a gun, I would have shot myself. Meanwhile, I'm Eileen says she's ready. <laughs> <laughs> On Facebook, I uh, this morning I did a song. Gray skies are gonna clear up. Shoot your no. Gray oh, fuck it, I screwed it. Gray <laughs> skies are gonna clear up. Sunday it's gonna snow. Gray and then, oh, I lost it. it. Yeah, I'll give it to you. Hold yeah, on. give it to me because it was really cute. See how demented I am? I forgot what I wrote this morning. That was Thursday, I think it said, not Sunday. I don't know. It was really cute. I got a lot of like. I do all this crazy stuff on Facebook. For those of you that don't follow me, follow me. Ron Russell Show on Facebook. You'll be amazed at the things we post. I posted. Can you see it? Our, no, can I? No, can I see without glasses? Give me your yeah. fairy, your fairy pink ones. No, I'll oh, take I, those I like off. your little girly fairy. Everybody bit, likes my pink sissy glasses. girl fairy <laughs> bottom bitch glasses. I wrote, um, gray skies are gonna clear up, put on a happy face, snow is coming on Thursday, shoot yourself in the face, spread your blood all over the place, now put on a happy face, and then I went, ah, ah, ah with a scream, do a like, you little son of a bitch, you could like my thing, I'm cursing so much today. I liked I it do. already. 
You like no, it didn't. You, didn't, you see it, the blue? It was well. I just done did that to you. Oh, okay. It's a liar too. No, I liked all of them. I go on and like them all. I and like it, the one where you're sitting there sh- sh- pointing me around how to move all the boxes. Right. All my friends love that one. When I said I'm exhausted telling Jimmy what to do, which meanwhile I did everything. I packed this entire house, lifted cartons, did everything with a broken arm. It was terrible. I'm living a very rotten life. Everybody feels sorry for me. Yeah. So we got to call our first guest. Chad, you ready? You're talking, oh, to, Ch- you're talking about Orlando. I can't get Orlando. I got Hub, but I can't get Orlando. Oh, well, Orlando's supposed to be on now. Uh, oh, you mean you didn't find him, you mean? Nope. Oh, he sent you another He sent you another request. I said, yes, we got it. What? Why did you say, yes, we got it? I said, do you find me? Because he said he, if he sent another contract request and he sent me a thing for it. He's sending it to you or something. He's not sending it to me. I see nothing. How on earth do they ever say this was the number one web show? Who the fuck is stupid enough to say that? That this is the number one show? Are they demented or what? That's great. I mean, really? If, could you imagine what the other shows must be like? Oh, my God. Shit for, for the birds. This is number one. Every week, we, we can't find guests. They stupid people can't even come in. They don't even know how to Skype. What's wrong with well, it you? It has nothing to do with that. Like, Skype is, does a weird thing. Like, I couldn't find him on Skype yesterday, and then it was suddenly how come they up. always, you can find them all week, but you can't find them the day of the show? Where they you go can't hide? find them all week. You can't always find them. Well, you always re- don't you always rehearse Not everybody. So well, now we got Orlando calling in, but of course he's not a contact request, so give me a second, would you? Yep. Oh, boys. We, let's just do a nude review. <laughs> <laughs> well, that might not, that'll make people really click off. They said they like it when you're happy better. I, know. Well, I follow you on Twitter, uh, Rob and Ron, and you're not following me back. I'll make sure he follows you back, Ash. I don't. I don't do Twitter. Jimmy does my Twitter. <laughs> Blame Jimmy. I hate Twitter. I hate all that bullshit. I mean, except really, for Facebook. You like Facebook? I don't even like Facebook because now Facebook is taking away some of the people that I do. They decide who gets my stuff. Jim, I got Orlando. You want me to call him now? You want to take a song break? What do you want to do? Yeah, uh, let's call. Let's take a song break. Let's play. Uh, Jackie Dupree's I Don't Want You No More You guys it just came out and it's available for everybody She's going to be coming on the show soon And we'll play that while we get Orlando hooked up Here we what, go. An apropos, what an apropos song
Jimbo. There you go. Everybody, so that was Jackie Dupree. The name of the song is I Don't Want You No More. And now, Orlando, just Orlando, Orlando, just say uh, say something to make sure everybody can hear you. Hello? Can you hear me? There we go. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, Orlando Draven. Is it Draven, right? I'm going to do it all over again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and how do I pronounce Zeistenkroy? Is that how you pronounce it? Zeistenkroy? Zeistenkroy. Zeistenkroy. Yeah. Like an X. You no, know, oh, at the You, you yeah. hear the end. At the, okay, Zeistenkroix. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, Orlando hey, Draven uh, from Zeistenkroix. Hey, how you doing, baby? <laughs> how you doing? All good, man. How about you? Absolutely fabulous. Let me like introduce you to everybody, starting with my cool, outrageous man about co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. Pleasure to meet you, Mr. Mr. South America. <laughs> of South America. I've never been, but I love it. I want to see Sugarloaf, and I want to see uh, all of the coastline of South America. Rio de Janeiro, I want to see Copacabana Beach, all that shit you hear about. You know, fantasize how wonderful it is. Then you get there, and what do you see? T-shirts, McDonald's. You know, it's such a bring-down. <laughs> I hope South America... <laughs> Yeah, down there, all you see is naked people. That's all you see. People? I'm booking a flight. Naked people, yeah. Naked. Food, naked. He likes that. I'm booking a flight. Hold on. Let me introduce you to everybody else. We got uh, the man behind the boards who's in Florida, Mr. Chad Murphy. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to the show. Hey, Chad. How's it going? Good to have you. Thank you. Chat room full of people. Literally, we have like every country possible uh, represented in the chat room. So say hi to everybody in the chat room. Hi, guys. How's it going? And we have to have a special shout-out to Eileen Shapiro, who's in the chat room. Why is she so special? Hey, Eileen, how's it going? No, sir. <laughs> oh, you know Eileen? Yes. Oh, oh, yeah. Did you know that her tits are not real? <laughs> Did you know? <laughs> no, she's got five-pound sugar bags in each bra cup. Yeah, right. I'm serious. She had, she, I saw her packing them in the kitchen. She took a five-pound bag of sugar and slipped it in one cup, and another five-pound bag of sugar slipped it in the other cup. It's true. That's how I drink coffee, actually. That's how she. That's how she gives sugar to everybody. So that's how he drinks coffee. Well, I know that she goes in. She goes into Starbucks and said, "Would you like some sugar?" She has a hole in the sugar bag, and she spends over pours sugar in their drink. She's crazy. You got actually. I put class. some coffee in my sugar. That's how I do. Coffee and your sugar, yeah, right. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so naked men. Hey, goddess. And Eileen want... says you wish, Ron. <laughs> Wait, hey, hey, go hey, goddess, you want to go to South America with me, naked men? <laughs> yeah, sure, no problem. God, goddess is Puerto Rican, so she probably could speak Spanish. Goddess is a, 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 do you speak a Spanish? friend of ours in the chat room. Goddess, do you speak Spanish? Uh, well, I mean, she, just, she just said hola, Orlando. Si. Hola. hola. Everybody knows hola. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, so everybody listen up Or- Orlando's the uh, lead singer for Zeistenkroix uh, You can follow them on Twitter At Z-E-I-S-T-E-N-C-R-O-I-X And their website is Zeistenkroix.com Which again is Z-E-I-S-T-E-N-C-R-O-I-X uh, They got a new EP out right now It's called Gemini It's got five songs on it And basically You guys are like You consider yourself a metal band Because like, it's kind of like industrial music And metal A little bit of everything Kind of mixed together Exactly. Well, I, I don't have like a genre, like a specific genre, because I mean, I mix everything. We have industrial, we have electronica, we have metal, of course, we have rock and roll, we have a little bit, bit of blues, 
and of course all over the sun, under the sun. So it's a lot of stuff. So I cannot say it's. I like to say that it's industrial, but you know when you say it's industrial, some people say ah oh, no, it's not. It doesn't sound like industrial because we have some heavy songs that for some sounds like death metal, and for some and the other songs that we have that are really chill or mellow or more more slower, they don't consider that metal. Right. So it's kind of hard to find like a niche around could you, there. Could you do me a favor and take off your sunglasses? I want to see what you totally look like. Sure. There you go. Oh, with those eyes, you have the sunglasses on? Don't do Yeah, that. you have cool eyes. No, you have. <laughs> you, no, they're really what you call Spanish eyes. Yeah, that's the song. Your Spanish eyes, and they sing about the beautiful dark black eyes of <laughs> Spanish people. Spanish people have the most wonderful eyelashes and dark eyes. I'm Italian, so I have that also. I had that years ago. Faded away with age. Eileen says it's goth industrial electronic music, and Goddess says that she does speak Spanish. So let's go, Goddess. Naked men, swing on those wangs, honey. <laughs> <laughs> we, we're gonna go there and swing so Woo! we want to give a shout out too because i know zeisten kreuz is you and someone else and i don't know how to pronounce his last name but i'm going to give it a shot santi revillas revillas like yeah <laughs> yeah that's cool and and did you guys meet each other in america or did you guys meet each other uh, no wherever? we actually met here we met like uh like a year ago uh, it was all good. We, we clicked instantly, and we started playing, and everything just worked out. So it was good. It was amazing. Well, listen, in the chat room, they're saying everybody wants to hear what it sounds like before we keep talking to you. So maybe we'll play the video so right. everybody can see it. Chad. Hi, Captain. You have the video for I Need You Tonight? Absolutely. So here's what we want you to do, Orlando. You actually like say who you are, and then you uh, introduce the song. We're going to play it, and then after we play it, we'll come back and talk some more. Cool. Perfect. So, I'm Orlando Draven from Sison Croix, and this is our video for I Need You Tonight. Very good.
Yeah, there you go, Jimmy. All right, everybody. So that was Zeistin Croix, and the name of the song is "I Need You Tonight." And on the on the show right now, we have Orlando Draven, and everybody loves it. Orlando, congratulations! Thank you very much. They, really good see, to hear. They that. said sexy. They said sexy video. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, good. Thanks. It kind of like reminds me a little bit. Um, uh, it's got some like Marilyn Manson esque type. Uh, you know, stuff and and with the cool clothes and everything that's in it. And you know, I'm from Florida, and we used to like hang out before Marilyn Manson was Marilyn Manson. Like we would all hang out at the same clubs. Uh, you know, growing up before he became famous, and uh, and so it was like uh, like he was actually kind of like a pretty cool, weird, you know, guy. And we would hang out at all the alternative clubs in Fort Lauderdale, which Ron Ron's daughters used to hang out there too. Um, but he was a cool guy, but it kind of reminds me a little bit of Marilyn Manson, and I think the sound is really good, and it's a little bit more electronic-y, I think, maybe, than Marilyn Manson. Yeah, a little bit more, more towards the industrial side, a little bit. So, so, oh, and Ron didn't actually hear it, because he didn't see it, but everybody in the chat room is saying awesome stuff, cool video, uh, and sexy video. So those are all good compliments from from the the powers that be that are, like, listening, so you gotta, like, love it. Jimmy and I are going to movies tonight, so I'll have them put it on in the car. So I can hear it. I like to hear it big sound anyway. I don't like to hear it on these shitty little computers. <laughs> Everything sounds <laughs> Sounds. I agree. I like to hear boom, boom. You know, I want the whole quality. And we have both speakers in the car. So it's going to be a, a good sound, sound place. So tell us a little bit. Like, So who are some of the influences? Like, Why did you pick, out of all the music genres that you could have like, kind of like go in, why did you pick like industrial, electronic, goth, metal type music? Well, because, um, I mean, back when, when I was starting to listen to rock, I started listening to Queen, and then I moved to Guns N' Roses, and then I discovered Nine Inch Nails, Ministry, a little bit of Marilyn Manson, and Depeche Mode. And once I discovered Depeche Mode, it was, that was it for me. It was like, Depeche okay, Mode is awesome. It, yeah, so I said, okay, that, this is what I wanted to do. This is what I really... This, this was my real goal to go. And because I listen to metal, because I still do, uh, I wanted to make like blend, like a mixture between the heavy stuff and stuff like the patch mode, like uh, even David Bowie and so on and so forth, and The Cure and Placebo a little bit. So that's what I wanted to go. That's how I, I wanted to make music like that, because it, it really catched me when I listened to him. I was like, yeah, this is this is exactly my scene. This is what when I, I like. The aesthetic. When I, uh, yep. When I got out of college, um, I was in a fraternity in college, and my fraternity little brother uh, dated this girl, and he wasn't dating her anymore. And then she was dating the guy who was the singer for New Order, and like they got us tickets for Depeche Mode, and so we went to go see Depeche Mode in concert and got to meet him, and it was like like one of the greatest concerts like ever. Depeche Mode is like yeah, literally like one of the greatest bands like ever, and I think. Uh, uh, we used, I used to see the ministry like they were really good. Like I actually know all your influences. I actually like know who they are because the people who are out now I don't really know who they are as much um, as I do like the old bands that were popular like in the eighties and early nineties. You got well, like- because those are the better. I mean, those are like the best of the best, and that and I think they didn't die. Like it happened with some of the of the other genre bands that for some reason they faded away. And they never stayed on the top. And if you see any of the of the even the new records that the Betch Mode puts out, those are amazing. The last one is amazing. It's just 
something incredible. And I like the you, ballad. Like Depeche Mode has the ballad "Blasphemous Rumors," and I like love that song ever since it like ever came out. It's like the greatest song. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. It's true. We got a bunch of new people that just came into the chat room. Say hi to everybody and say hi to B. Say hi B. Hi guys, how's it going? And then say hi B. She's in Germany. Okay. <laughs> Her name is B. B. Claudy. So say just uh, say hi B because she'll dig it. Hi B. How's it going? We always like to, to, to keep everything uh, going back and forth with the people in the chat room because like, they're the ones who help you know, really support the show. And they always love the guests. And they usually go out and buy the music, too. So it'll be good for you, too. Um, oh, yeah. So, so I was like looking like I, before you came on because I was like, okay, what are all the cool metal bands? And I, made a, I, I saw this thing. It was the 25 most popular like, metal bands, which eventually, hopefully, you guys will get on one of these lists. Uh, being that you're still kind of a new band, um, but uh, but uh, but they they basically said Black Sabbath, Iron Maiden, Slayer, Metallica, Judas Priest, Motorhead, and Anthrax are like some of the biggest ones. And the reason I wrote them all down is because Iron Maiden, Bruce Dickinson, is, lived in Fort Lauderdale. He played golf with a bunch of friends of mine, and so like I've actually like met Bruce Dickinson. And we had Tim Ripper Owens on the show, and Tim Ripper, Tim Ripper Owens was the one who who replaced Rob Halford in Judas replaced Priest. Replaced Rob Halford, yeah, on Judas. Yeah. And that movie Rockstar with Mark Wahlberg is basically about, about him. About that. So, and then uh, I went to an awards show and got to meet Lemmy from Motorhead. And I went to a party with Joey Belladonna, and he's the singer for Anthrax. Yeah. And uh, so, like, I I've met like a lot of the people who like fit in your genre, and I think they're all really cool. And hopefully, you guys are going to get there soon. Hopefully, hopefully. I mean, those guys are all good. They're all amazing. They're amazingly talented. So they're, I mean, they made it, and their music is just out of this world. So it's a uh, great, always. And we have a friend who lives in L.A. If you would like her, her name's Ozzy. And uh, back oh, in the day, yeah. they, her name's Ozzy Aziz, but she's a girl. But she's like a really cool, like you know, singer, actress, and I guess she does a lot of yoga stuff now. But um, she's a friend of Ron and I's. And and back when I lived in Florida, I went to the uh, Dance Star USA Awards with her, and we walked down the red carpet with um, Dave Navarro and Carmen Electra. And Dave Navarro was like wearing like the, like like a skirt, you know, and stuff like that. And so we got to go to a party, and he's another one because Jane's Addiction is big in that category. Uh, in in the category of like more like industrial, more like Marilyn Manson kind of music. They were uh, yeah, they were kind of psychedelic and experimental for a while. I like the not the last album, the album before that. The Strays is really good. It's one of my favorites. Believe it or not, you gotta like love it all. So you want to ask any personal things because you like to do that. Well, because I don't know what the fuck you're talking about now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you want to talk about Doris Day? I'll get in the conversation. Actually, does you ask see if he knows? Do you know? Because you're not even from America. Have you ever heard of Doris Day? No. Have you heard no, of Bob, Barbara Streisand? Oh yeah, definitely, of course. Oh, well, if you were talking about Barbara Streisand, I could get in the conversation. <laughs> but we're uh, talking about what was that one group called? Amtrax, like the anthrax, disease, like the germ, the disease that kills people. Yeah. And they named their group Amtrax? Anthrax. Well, they're crazy. <laughs> that's like naming yourself, you know, ass That was actually way before that, though. They were anthrax, like, in the 80s, yeah, you know, like so it's like a long time like, ago. like, you know, pancreatic cancer. Nobody knew, <laughs> nobody knew what it was. So how did you come up with Zeistenkroy? Well, German, because I wanted to have something. I wanted to have something that nobody has it and that it could serve me. Because we're in the technology age, we're on, on the internet era, so I wanted to have something that whenever you put 
our name in Google or somewhere else or whatever, YouTube or whatever, the only thing that shows up is just our band. And that's what that that was the principle originally for the name. So I was trying to look for names and stuff and try to make stuff up. And then the best way that I could see it could work, it was putting three languages together. So I try to combine German with some of the Spanish Latin root and then uh, a little bit of Spanish also and French. So that's how it came. So it doesn't actually mean anything. I I, I thought it was the group that got Hitler out of Germany and brought them to South America. (laughs) Eisenkroy, I think, was the group that, that kept Hitler safe in South America. You know, Hitler got away with it. He's in, he died in South America. But anyway... He watches oh, yeah, this Argentina. show He watches Zeising, this show, Hunting Hitler or whatever. It's Ze- on Tuesday Ze- nights. Zeisenkroy. That, Zeisenkroy. That, that, that definitely sounds like Gestapo. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, you're, you're sniffing. You know, blow your nose. Get the coke out. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. <laughs> that's right. Man, with that's, the fires and everything, everyone's sick here in L.A., believe me. That's oh, like no, a... Like they're an sick. epidemic. They're sick here also, mentally and physically. They're very sick. <laughs> no, but he said because of the fires. <laughs> oh, the smoke. Yeah, it's horrible. The, the ashes in the, in, the air, in the air is horrible. It, it's affecting everyone. The air quality, I know that. The, go to Palm Springs. Well, we have the that problem. Is beautiful. We won't have that problem. Yes, the, it, has come to the new, it has come to the New York area because, you know, the planet travels west. And the smoke has come. And uh, my daughter was very ill with the sinus attack. I had one a lot of people because the air quality really. Well, what about terrible. though? In, what about in Palm Springs? Are we going to have that in Palm Springs? Nothing bad is in Palm Springs. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just south, south of Palm Springs, you have always the valley, and in the valley, there's always fires, always, like every year. Have fires in Palm Springs because there's no bushes. <laughs> it's all desert. <laughs> it's all desert. You, you can't burn it. the desert, and if you did, it would be all glass. So, because, you know, sand becomes glass if you burn it. Did you know that, Joe? No, I didn't know that. You really didn't know I don't know it? anything about and, the and desert. Went, I've been there. Th- and you went to college, and you didn't know that glass is made out of sand? No, I didn't. See that? I, I quit school at 16, and I know that. Oh, well. Uh, what are you going to do? I graduated sixth in my class. And I got kicked out at 16. <laughs> <laughs> Eileen says you're very funny today. For telling a teacher off, the bitch. I'm an artist. I can paint and draw like nobody's business. My father was a scene designer and painter for the theater in New York. So I know what I'm doing. And this twat failed me because I didn't do cubism. And I told her, I'm not able to do cubism because I have a free hand and I have to swirl and fly with my hand. You want me to do a ruler and lines? I don't do that. That's not what I call art. So father said the same thing. My father said, we're Italian and we're artists and you're a fabulous painter. What's this bitch doing? She doesn't know her ass from her elbow. But of course you have to learn cubism. Anyway, we had a big fight and I told her to go fuck herself. And she went right away, told the head of the school and they said, you can't use that language. I said, what language? They said, the language. I said, you mean fuck you or go fuck yourself? I said, listen, I said, that's the language that I love and I live by. If you don't like it, too fucking bad. And they say, well, you say that one more time, we're throwing you out. I said, fuck you, throw me out. And they threw me out. <laughs> so, so what did I do? I went to hairdressing school, and I became New York's third best hairdresser. I worked in Sutton Place, did movie stars. 
famous people. I was making like $180 for three days when my friends were college graduates are making 50 This is back in 1958 and 59. He's a little older than he looks, just yeah. so you know, Orlando. I'm, seven, I'm 77. <laughs> yeah, I doesn't look that old. For real. <laughs> you know, I, I'm not allowed to say the name of the skincare I use because Drew King had a shit fit because I called it Stuff. And he became, I don't know when he became the spokesman for the product I use, but it's my very dear friend, Janae King's product. And they yelled at me. Janae didn't yell at me, but that stupid husband of his did, Drew, and said a lot of nasty things about me. So now I don't mention the name of the product anymore. But it's a good product. And those of you who know what it is, use it. <laughs> but I will never mention the name. No, you know, you do it for free. I don't get paid for those plugs. I did it because I used the product and I believed in it. And then to be told off that I, I insulted the product by calling it stuff. The fuck do I know what it is? It's some shit cream in a jar that works. What am I, <laughs> a, a scientist? Like, I know what it is. I don't know what it's called. To the date, I don't know what it's called. I call it nice shit I put on my face that makes my face good. So and your you face go. looks fabulous. Well, thanks to and that. And your face looks fabulous, but you're young. Yeah, you're a kid. <laughs> wait, wait till you're 77 and you start banging on those guitars and your ears fall out. Because I can't listen to that music. I have to put plugs in. When Jimmy and I go to all these events that we go to, and the music is really great. When I was 30 years old, I would have loved it. Now it sounds like bad news, like noise. So I put rubber plugs in my ears. Am I going to do that for your but, music? Yeah, even, even in rehearsals, some people use earplugs. So they try to keep the earring for the longest they can. Why, why, why must the music be so loud? Loud to the point of distortion. Is that? Because sometimes it, it all depends. It all depends on the music, and it all depends because there is like a, it's like a sonic phenomena that only happens when you have higher volumes, and oh. then it happens oh. with some products that that we use that if you don't have it at a certain level. It doesn't sound as good as distortion. As distortion, really, yeah, distortion, and so, so, so distortion doesn't sound good when the vibe. No, no, not the level of distortion where you have an instrument that shouldn't sound distorted. But at least for the guitar, if you use several heads that they they're just specific for that, and there, if you don't have it like even more than half, you're not gonna sound good. It's just how it is. It's just a sonic phenomenon that it's that you need to but be loud. But you also know that people that listen to that music will lose their high frequency. Yeah, in a, in a couple of years, you will be definite high. You will not hear high frequency anymore. You'll only hear bass. So when I hear these kids in the cars with the boom boxes, and they have it blasting, that you know, if they're playing in L.A., you can hear it in Brooklyn. It's too loud, and they're hurting their ears. And I wish that you guys would. Do something and say, hey, listen, put earplugs in. You're hurting your ears when you listen to our music. I don't know. And now, a, you have like a, in the box, they, what they used to, to do, they, they play uh, really low frequencies with the bass and everything because they yeah. wanted to have like a pulse uh, frequency. And it's like a long frequency and that destroys your earring. If you have even, if you're listening to in your car to music and you have your windows up, and you're just compressing all the sound in just like a small space, then you're destroying your earring. 
Right. Like really I wish people. I wish everybody out there would tell their younger children or brothers or sisters or whoever that they shouldn't do that. If you're going to blast music, open your windows or put the top down on your car. I have a convertible, so I blast music, but I, my music is like waltzes, you know. You know, it's very easy. <laughs> <laughs> he listens to Johnny Mathis. Just as a, have you ever heard of Johnny sleep. Mathis? I think so. Yeah, the the name sounds familiar. Okay. You have to look it up. It won't be the music that you would like usually listen to, but Johnny Mathis and Frank Sinatra are the two biggest selling musicians oh, yeah, of Frank all Sinatra, time. Of course I know Frank. And he's Frank like Sinatra, Frank Sinatra, but he sings better. But so okay, let's talk a little bit about your EP. Uh, first of all, it's a, it's called Gemini. It's available on all the digital download sites, right? Yeah, and everyone. Yeah. So you can get it on all the digital download sites, you guys. How, tell me, how did you get to work with uh, Tim Palmer and uh, Bill Matoyer? Bill. Well, I started working with Bill because he's here in LA, so I contact him, and then he, what he said is, I need to listen something first before I can commit in doing something with you or anyone, because he has like a really high standards, and he listened to the music, and then he said, yeah, I think I could help you, so let's start working together, and then I went to his studio, and we started to work for like, I don't know, several months. And then we started to work the heavy songs and so on and so forth. And then I had a, a, a song, which is I Need You Tonight. The that one we I just played, everybody. Called. That's the one we played. <laughs> That's, and, and I thought it was something special about that song because I really liked that song. So I was saying, okay, I wrote this song. I know it doesn't fit with, the, with what we were doing right now because we were doing all the heavy songs and we were doing really heavy songs. And I was like... But I really like it. What do you think? And then he said, you know what? This song is good, but it doesn't fit with this bunch of songs that we have, the, the batch that we were working at the time. So I was, okay, how can we work that out? And then he said, you know what? You shouldn't include it on this record because it doesn't fit. But then I started to think because I, I really didn't want to close myself in a box right. where you you're able to do this genre or you're only able to do metal or only be able to do heavy songs or slow songs. I wanted to showcase all that I do. With so no hold on, too. Let me tell everybody, too, though. You guys, just so you know, so Bill Matoyer, he's the producer. He's worked with Slayer, Wasp, and Six Feet Under. And then Tim Palmer's in the U.K., so how did you meet him? Actually, he's not in the U.K. He's in Texas right now. Ah, okay. That so, helps. And he has his studio in Texas. And then I, I contacted him because I wanted to have like a... Because, you know, Bill is really great in heavy stuff. So I wanted to have the same level of, of producer into the stuff that are not probably so heavy. disordered. Even, even he's really good. He, he would be able to do that amazingly. But I wanted to have somebody that knows a little bit more or can bring something different to the mix, you know? And, and Tim Which, was, like, perfect person to do that. So, so, Tim, I kind of, so let me just tell him, though, too, you guys. So Tim Palmer is a producer, you guys. Uh, the reason I, I find this so impressive is because you're like a, a new band, you know, and you're working with these big people. Tim, Tim Palmer, you guy, he's produced U2, Robert Plant, Ozzy Osbourne, Pearl Jam, Tin Machine, which is David Bowie, um, and him, which I haven't heard anything new from him in a long time. When I when I read that, I was like, oh, my God, I used to love him. Um, him is the name of a band, too, just so you know. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm still with Antrax. Okay. But I, anyway, I'm still, still with Antrax. So, so the fact that you, you've got this EP, it's called Gemini. You got to work with these really big producers. Um, the reviews and everything on the album, when you Google Zeist and Kroix, so 
uh, on. I, I always want to make sure I got that X in there. When you Google it, like all the reviews, everybody. I haven't. I didn't read anything negative at all about it. Yeah. Um, anywhere I saw it, so everybody's like loving it. And did, did you know you look like Ricky Ricardo with lipstick? Ricky Ricardo. <laughs> you know who Ricky Ricardo? Oh, that's good. Oh yeah, definitely. I love Jesse, Lucy. Jesse yeah. Ar- I Jesse, love Lucy. You look like Jesse Arnaz. You do. <laughs> you, you, you remind me of Jesse. You look like him. And he was very handsome, so that's a compliment to you. Now you're now you're you're androgynous. Uh, are you androgynous? Androgynous. Or androgynous, or are you just gay with lipstick? Or is he straight with no, lipstick? No, actually, well, lipstick? actually, I I like to say that I'm me. I'm trying to be me because, <laughs> like I said, I don't want to be. I mean, uh, that's okay. Uh, because I mean, I, I like everything. I, I like wearing makeup. I like wearing lipstick. I like doing what I feel like doing at the time that I'm doing something. So that's why I, I don't, like I said, I don't, I don't like to close myself in a box. I don't like to have like, uh, because people always have like a prejudice or, or something that a person should look this way or should be this way or should walk this way or should talk this way. I yeah, don't like that. Wait, 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 I like wait, wait. To be- yeah, but you know, when you meet people like that, you have to go up to them and very politely say, fuck you. <laughs> That's usually what I do. Actually, that's that's what I'm what I'm trying to not that's communicate. What I, that's but it's, what I do. I do. Exactly. Jimmy and I are married. We're married five years. We're gay. We're the first gay couple to have this kind of a show that they haven't killed us yet. And uh, you know, we don't give a shit. We say it like it is. We do what we want. Do you like it? Well, you don't like it. There are people that find me to be vulgar, offensive, and disgusting, and they don't watch. Fuck them. But there are tons of people that love us. So, you know, there's yin and yang. There's 50 do, 50 do. Actually, in the chat, okay, so they're, they're saying... What is. Actually, yeah, I'm, I'm going to tell you a story. When I was growing up in my country, you know, there is, like, this conception that you have to, like I said, be a certain way, and if you're a macho, guy... Or macho, man, macho, even Not even macho. It's like... Because it, it was not always that much a thing, but it was always that if you do what I do, I was considered not only gay, but a satanic, you know? I was considered a, a guy that was making right. surgery or, or black dark, art. Dark, or dark. Now, and you- and I, I don't know, killing cats and, and eating chicken <laughs> uh, out of the, you know, all this crazy, um, did, I mean. Did, did, you with, ever, uh, wait, did you ever walk on your, did you ever walk on your beach in a thong? <laughs> Not in a beach, but in my house, yes. <laughs> no, <laughs> on the beach in a thong. I want because I want to wear a thong when I come to South America on the beach. Because <laughs> actually, wanna... actually, in the beaches, the the men and that's normal. That's even for for every single man. You wear speedos. Yeah, speedos. I, I like speedos. Men, men my age look like shit in boxes. You look like an old man in underwear. I wear speedos, and people look at me like I'm a I'm a jerk. But I modeled bathing suits a couple of months ago, and I had underwear. A, underwear, and I had a very brief one on that looked like speedos, and it went out like wildfire. Everybody was critiquing my crotch, and I got very embarrassed, you know. So, anyway. but I, I mean that's natural. That's uh, I mean, like I said, uh, down there the men wear speedos, and women used to wear thongs all the time in the beach, and that's like a cultural thing. So every time that I go to the beach here or Anywhere here in the United States, they they see that like a sin or something like that. Like, oh, that's forbidden. That's something that you shouldn't do ever. And like, well, why? There's 
there's not a lot of reading that you cannot, I mean, be free. No, and I say, if you've seen one dick, you've seen them all. And if you've seen one pair of tits, you've seen them all. Some are bigger, some are smaller, some go up, some go down. I mean, what's the big deal? If you go to Florida, there's a beach. What's the gay beach called in Florida where everybody's naked? Homo, Humble Beach? I thought Homo Beach. Oh, I beach. forgot what it's called. But <laughs> Homo it's in beach. South Beach. It's in South Beach, but they have a gay beach. There's one in Fort Lauderdale, too, I think. Right. And, and all the, but you know, the funny part is all the guys that have little meat, they wear bathing suits. All the guys that are hung like mules, they walk around naked. And it's so obvious, you know, and it's funny. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Hold on. I want to go back to something real quick. Cause somebody in the chat room talked about how you're somebody who can make your voice do throat singing. Tell us what that is. Throat singing. Well, that's a, that's a technique used in, I didn't know this. I found out really late here. When I came here like two, three years ago, because I, I was able to do that, but I didn't know what, what was that. Like ventriloquist? Like vocal like, cords to create sound vibrations. Like a ventriloquist? No, so it, it's, it's a vibration that you make with your vocal cords that it sounds like, it's an, it's, it sounds like a robot. It sounds like a, like, a, like an alien, something like that. Or does it sound like Eileen when she swallows? She doesn't swallow, remember? <laughs> no, doesn't I, swallow. Eileen, Eileen's Jewish, and Jewish girls don't swallow. So, Eileen, I'm sorry about that, honey. Eileen is our dear friend, and we tease her all they the said time. She, she says that Orlando's very nice, and then it says, Ron, you have a big dick. <laughs> you got to, like, love it. That she grabs So, while you do that, and then I didn't know how, how was it called or, or if I was the only one or, like, the fewest people that can't do that. And then I found out that yes, there's just a, it's like a Mongolian tradition for some special people that can or are able to make that frequency with their vocal cords. Mongolian? So, uh, Wait, Mongolian, did you say? Yeah. Yeah, it's a Mongolian thing. Oh, we have to have So I didn't Mongolian. know that because I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm from South America. I have like the way opposite direction from <laughs> Mongolia. <laughs> so I didn't know that I could do that. And then, well, I mean, I, I knew that Maybe I could do that, part, but I didn't know what was Mongolian. You're part Mongolian. <laughs> so I, 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 I like was, it. but do yeah, we hear it? Do we hear it? Do we hear it though? Do we hear like what song do we hear yeah, that in out yeah, of your songs? Yeah, here's what you hear. And look. actually, you can hear it in saturated in the chorus of saturated. Oh. You can hear it on the verses of uh, Dantes, and you can hear it in Rage. Actually, okay. three heavy songs. Okay, so you guys, the name of the EP is Gemini, and uh, it's got and five songs on it. I need you tonight. Valley of Death, Saturated, Dantes, and Rage. And you can hear that sound if you're giving head to 11 inches. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what the Mongolians do. I love it. Is that what Mongolian food is? <laughs> <laughs> you need to look it up. It's really interesting. I love it. I love I'm going to look it up. I, I mean, think who, it's whoever cool. hears Mongolian. I mean, years ago, that was a joke word. Mongolian people. We never... But I see restaurants once in a yeah, while. Yeah, now. I mean, listen, I remember... Years ago, if a Japanese restaurant opened, people were protesting it. They said they're our enemy. And I said, no, the war was over 15 years ago. <laughs> they're not our enemy anymore. You got to like love it. So, everybody, this is Orlando Draven. The name of the van, band is Zeist and Croy. Uh, nope, Zeist and Croix. <laughs> Remember Hitler. 
Just think Hitler and the and the Gestapo had the uh, guns. I don't watch those shows America. though, like so I don't actually remember them. But you guys can follow him on Twitter. It's at Zeistenkroix. It's Zeistenkroix.com. Z-E-I-S-T-E-N-C-R-O-I-X.com. The name of the EP is Gemini. If you like metal, industrial, goth, rock, pretty much like if you like almost all the different uh, genres that's not R and B, hip hop, or rap or singer songwriter you're gonna like love it and uh, we want everybody to support the indie indie artists and uh so definitely do that and get the ep gemini and anything else you want to bring up he's a delightful young man please wear those rubber things in your ears so you don't harm yourself okay because <laughs> I, really, I really feel badly you know i got this because i went with a friend of mine you don't know who he is mr blackwell the 10 worst dressed list guy we went to a place called Cafe Roma in Beverly Hills, and there was an electric guitarist playing there, and I was right next to the speaker, and he had his guitar all the way up, and the jerk in the sound booth raised it more, and when it came out, it damaged me in my left ear. Oh. I lost half the hearing in my left ear. Yeah, oh. so it does, you can go deaf. It's very dangerous to hear those high-pitched things. So please, you know, and I know you do that boing, 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 boing stuff, and that really gets you. <laughs> but good luck, good luck. I'm sure your music is nice because I heard a little bit at the end, and I liked what I heard. Low, I play it low, you know. <laughs> you got to, like, love it. But so I, anyway, good luck to you, and hope one day we see you. Thank you very much. We come to your show. Oh, yeah, we'll see you in L.A. when we get we'll, out we'll there. We'll come to your show in L.A., but I do have Definitely. my rubber plugs he'll put on exactly your earplugs sounds good so everybody this is orlando draven from draven from zeistenkreuz thank you so much for coming on the show everybody get the ep gemini and happy new year happy new year all right bye-bye good luck orlando ciao 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 what a nice boy absolutely i just hate that music it's so bad for your ears they have to do something about it well you don't have to listen to it loud you know no but when you go to clubs jimmy well, they not, blast yeah, nothing right you can do about that fucking door you hear it from across the street before you even get in the club i mean i put everybody those... said they really like the music though in the chat room which we we have people who b joined us and sounded good a little bit i heard pat grant joined us so hello pat lots of people joined us and uh let's do a quick uh commercial break for all our stations, you guys. You can hear us every Wednesday from 3 to 4.50 p.m. You hear us live on our home station, W4CY.com, W4CY Radio with the fabulously talented Chad Murphy. Thank you. You can hear us on Hamilton Radio in New Jersey, Monster FM Radio in New York, K4HD Radio in L.A., Jackalope Radio in St. Louis, Caliber Radio in South Carolina. We're also on iHeartRadio, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes, Audio Boom, Apple TV, Speaker, and Podbean. And on television, we're on Roku, Roku Vimeo, and YouTube. Now, my question is why? Why are we all over? We should be nowhere. They should throw us off the air long ago. No, everybody loves it. Also, we want to say hi to Hannah Clive, who just joined us in the chat room earlier, but I forgot to say hi because we had the guest Hannah, on. So, hey, Hannah. Hannah, Hannah, Hannah banana, banana, Hannah, banana. like banana. Hannah. She was on our Christmas show. You remember Hannah, I right? I know. Sure. Okay. Good. We used to do that to a girl I, at school when I was a kid. Her name was Hannah. We'd say, Hannah, banana, plays the piano. <laughs> Stupid <laughs> shit I remember. I guess I'm getting senile going back to my school days. Uh, Hannah, banana, Hannah, banana, plays the piano. I'm looking actually to see. Cause now like, you could tell I'm from Brooklyn. Piano. That would never work today. It's piano, not piano. She plays the piano. I still hear people say that, you know. I played the piano. Yeah, you do? Yutes. 
Use use got to do it. Use got to do it. X me. Yeah, I'm telling you. I'm and, telling you about it. X me. And you guys too. Hannah Clive has a new single out called "Remember to Breathe." We played it a couple of weeks ago on the show. So uh, she was support cool. indie artist. She's I very liked, cool. I like. When are my friends coming on? Who I love. Who are your friends? That beautiful blonde girl married to the big German guy. Oh, we haven't had them back. They were on last year sometime. I would love. We to can have... bring them back. Oh, I think we're going to wait till we get to Palm Springs because we're almost booked between now and since. We're I moving. forgot their names, but they were wonderful. Um, Bridget, Birgitta, Birgitta, Birgitta Thorson, oh, and, and her, her husband's name is Sven. And we were watching Sven. chat. We were watching. Uh, yeah, he was on the rundown with uh, the Rock. Never heard of it. Rundown. Uh, it's a movie yeah. called The Rock, and it's got that kid from the guy Stifler. It's got the guy who played Stifler in uh, American Pie. Right. And uh, anyway, her husband was in it at the end of it. Her husband was in it, and we saw them, and that's. But Brigitte, they were such nice people. And we such had we had um, Nick Knowles on, who was one of her clients yeah. a couple well, weeks we, ago. We have beautiful guests. You gotta like love it. You know, some of them are boring, but most of them are not boring. Who's your favorite guest that we've ever had on the show? Do you have a favorite? Me, mm-hmm. many favorites. Okay, name one. Lainey Kazan. Okay. Who's my dear friend, who, by the way, is, is such a mess with that shoplifting thing. I have to talk about it. Uh, Lainey Kazan was caught shoplifting out of Gelson's uh, supermarket in L.A. Uh, with $180 worth of food in a cart. She walked out of the store. I want to tell everybody, Lainey Kazan tripped over her cat about a year and a half ago and broke her leg in two places. I know. I helped her walk in a restaurant when we went to dinner last year. She couldn't even walk. She was on painkillers, probably, uh, what do you call it, with oxycodone. Or terrible drug. Terrible drugs, very, very strong painkillers. Then she had an automobile accident, more painkillers. And I'm telling you that, that Lainey was stoned out of her bird. She didn't know what she was doing. When she walked out of that store, she must have been in the fog. Because Lainey's worth five, about a half a million. No, five, five million. Five, $5 million. Why the fuck would she steal? <laughs> and you know what she stole? Can of of, of uh, what is it called? That stuff you put scouring powder, cleaning supplies, a chicken, and something else. Now Gelson's was really the thief because one hundred and eighty dollars for a chicken, a can, <laughs> a can of scouring powder. <laughs> Tell me who should be the thief. But anyway, yeah. for everybody out there, if you're a fan of Lady Kazan's and you want to support her, I would definitely uh, get to whoever it is, the judge or the or the or Gelson's. And how cheesy of Gelson's to arrest her and make it public. I mean, come on, over that little shit, they could have quietly done it, but they wanted to look they like want, heroes. And you know get, what it was? They get a lot of press. They lied. It was a sting. They said that she's done it before and we were waiting for her to do it again. Bullshit. Where's your proof? Anyway, <clears throat> my poor Lainey, I love you, Lainey. If anybody out there gets it back to her, I have to call her and tell her, but I don't want to bring it up yet. And Happy New Year, Morley. Morley's in the chat room. What's hey, up, Morley? Morley? Happy New Year. How's the wife? I think one of my favorite uh, people that we've had on ever is James Faulkner. The guy that we was We have Game so of many, Jimmy. I couldn't begin to tell you my favorite people. I mean, I'm crazy about the dyke that, that married the, air, the, the girl in the airport. Oh, yeah. Dot Marie Jones. Da, I love her. We're I absolutely her. love her. And, of course, my gorgeous, wonderful, fabulous, flat-chested Eileen Shapiro. She's probably <laughs> your flat-chested one. She's probably. I mean, I, I I don't love her. I adore her. I just really have such hot feelings for her. I mean, I really. She's the nicest human being I've met in many years. Eileen Shapiro is an angel. You know what? Too, it's funny, Chad. Like we and, watched, wait a minute, and I met her on our show. Yes, Chad. You know what's funny is that when we watch TV at night, 
um, we can be watching stuff and 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 always there's almost a show that doesn't come on that either Ron doesn't know somebody or we ha- or I don't know them or we have had them on the show. One of the three things. And if we watch Turner Classic movies, forget it. Stella Stevens was on the other day, Poseidon Adventure. Oh, a great movie. It was great. I you loved know, it. And I love Stella Stevens. I mean, she's a wonderful human being, and I can't wait to get to California to be in Stella's company again. Probably getting her on the show. Um, there's so many people that I see on TV. I mean, the, Betty Davis, I knew. I mean, everybody. It's just amazing how many people you meet in this business if you're social. Oh, that was New Year's Eve, wasn't it? Or New Year's Day that we watched that? I don't know. Chad, I'm... have you ever seen the original Poseidon Adventure? Not like the remakes that we would have seen from our generation, but the like original one with, that had. Of course, with, with, with Gene Ernest, Hackman. Ernest Borgnine. Gene you know how Hackman. many people were in that Yeah, movie? with Gene Hackman, yeah. It was the lady, the big lady. Shelly Winters. Yeah, Shelly Winters. Winters. That was... my, my dear friend. Yeah. That's I was a dear friend. Shelly Winters, I went to see her in the hospice the day she died, oh, yeah. and I held her hand, and she was skinny from the, her illness, and I said to her, Shelly, you got to get better, and at that time, I had set the record straight, my TV show in LA, I said, you got to get better and come on my show, and she said, honey, as soon as I'm out of here, I'm on your show, Well, we in the Poseidon Well, in the Poseidon Adventure, what, she saved the day by holding her breath and making that swim. Yeah. Yep. And you know what? Shelly Winters was an Olympic swimmer in high school in Brooklyn. Really? In real, in real life, she in was. Real life. Yeah, and she funny. also you used to brag about she blew most of the football players. <laughs> and I'm not Jeez. saying this to be vulgar. She would say this publicly. Oh. We would have lunch at the Silver Spoon in West Hollywood when it was there. Every Thursday, we'd all get together, a group of us, you know, all ex-act, old actors and actresses. And Shelly, I asked her, I said, Shelly, who was the best guy you ever balled? Because, you know, she lived with Marilyn Monroe. They were roommates, and they were poor. And they'd say, let's go out tonight and get steak and rape. we got to go out with these jerky guys, get them to feed us, and then find an excuse to run away. And Marilyn and Shelley would do that. Well, Shelley went as bald Burt Lancaster. She said he had the biggest wang in the world, but when he banged her, he knocked her head through the wall. He was so rough. She said, but Sean Connery, also who was very hung, was the most gentle, beautiful lover she's ever had. I was good friends with her husband, her ex-husband. What's his name? Uh, He died, the poor thing. He's a doll, too. Um, Sally Winter's no, ex-husband? Yeah, oh, they blew it away. Anyway, he, the, the, the Italian-American actor, good-looking, sweet actor. What a great guy he was. What the hell is his name? I flew from New York to L.A. with him. We had the best time. Five hours of, of dishing. Every, Anna Magnani, he worked with. Oh, my God. He was in Long Hot Summer with Joanne Woodward and Paul Newman. Well, Jerry DeFord, Anthony Franciosa, Vittorio and Tony, Gaston. Tony Franciosa, that's okay. who it was, Tony. Tony. What a wonderful guy and a brilliant actor. So, you know, when you're in my business, 57 years, you meet everybody. I met Joanne Woodward when before she married Paul Newman when they were all down the village. Everybody hung out in the village, Marlon Brando, Wally Cox. They were lovers. Marlon Brando and Wally Cox were lovers for a while. Hannah Clive says she loved Poseidon Adventure. Eileen says she loves you something that was way back. Oh, wow. Well, Carol Lindley, I saw at Shelley's 85th birthday party. And Carol Lindley, I think, had MS or something because she was walking with two of those cane things all twisted. It was a shame. That beautiful young girl that we remember from Poseidon, I think she had, had MS. Also, 
so I, I knew Carol Lindley, I knew Shelley Winters, I knew Stella Stevens, and they were all in the movie. I mean, it's amazing when I go to the films that I know most of the people. I'm not bragging. I'm not name dropping. This is my business. You want to hear names? You don't know my friend Terry, my friend James, John, my, my sister-in-law, <laughs> Venera, my bro, my nephew, Billy. I mean, I could mention those names and nobody thinks I'm name Did dropping. Did you know Anna Magnani? God, I wish. Are you ready? I would have killed to know. Oh, uh, B. Claudia wrote Anna. Anna Magnani. They're all telling you you need to write the book about all the stars. You oh, I, I will, but if I could have met Anna Magnani, I would have committed suicide to do it. Anna Magnani, oh my God. He loves that one. Oh, I love Anna Magnani. I love her movies. I love her work. She was the greatest actress. But I did work with Sophia Loren, and I didn't know Sophia Loren, which is a big Italian favor for me. <clears throat> but, you know, you mingle in the parties. Now, when we go out to Palm Springs, you people are going to know all the people I know. Because they're going to come on the show. And we're thinking of having in-house guests. So a lot of the big major stars of yesteryear, <clears throat> we just lost Ann Jeffries, who I knew very well. She was in the, in the Topper movies, if you remember the 30s. Ann Jeffries was magnificent in her 90s, a dear friend of Jane Russell's. And that's how I met Ann Jeffries. Was through Jane Russell. Yeah, I like Shelley Winters too. Oh, Shelley was the best. Oh, what a dirty mouth. She had a dirty mind. She was a sex fiend. She fucked everybody in Hollywood. <laughs> oh, no, she would talk about it. She was just one woman that was way ahead of her time. She was not ashamed to talk about it. She loved men and she banged everybody. In fact, at Shelley Winters' 85th birthday party, Jane Russell was my date. And Shelley said to me, Why did you bring her? I don't like her. And I said, why don't you like Jane Russell? She said, we had a big fight many years ago in some producer's house. We were sitting on the floor by a fireplace drinking. We were all drunk. And I got a part in a movie with Burt Lancaster. Not Burt Lancaster, with, um, Jesus, my mind is gone. Anyway, with this actor, that Jane Russell wanted that part because Jane was a born-again Christian or a Christian. And the part was of a Christian woman who was murdered by her husband, and she wanted that part badly. And Shelley Winter said something, well, I got it because I'm a better actress. And Jane Russell said, no, you got it because you screw everybody, every producer in Hollywood. And Shelley Winters got upset. So I said, Shelley, how many years ago was that? She said, well, the movie was in 48, 1948. I said, don't you think by now? So Jane went over and said hi and happy birthday. And Shelley was nice to her. As a matter of fact, Stella Stevens was there at the time and, a few, and, and Terry Moore. So we all had a nice little time at the party and at that table. Eileen says she'll be your ghostwriter. If you want help with the book, she'll help you do it. Well, you know what it is about the book? Um... I don't remember. It comes to me. I can't sit down and remember all of it. It's like something reminds me. You know what I mean? Like Poseidon Adventure reminded me about Shelley. But I mean, Shelley was a, bu a buddy. I mean, I went to her house. I mean, had dinner with Shelley, lunch. So Shelley Winters and I were tight. But the rest of them, you know, you meet them once, twice, and that's it. Rock Hudson, who I loved and adored. I met Rock Hudson twice or three times, and he was absolutely the most gorgeous thing in the world with the most beautiful voice. And I was just fantasizing how we were going to be lovers. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, and, you know, he liked blondes. He liked uh, very, very butch blonde men. And I was not a blonde. I was blackhead. And you weren't really butch. Don't say that. You're a faggot. <laughs> I don't wear fairy pink glasses like you. They want signed copies of your books. They said they'll buy in advance. All right. So here's what we're going to do. Chad. Hi, Captain. Does our next guest look like he's online? We could probably round him up. So let's do a um, 
Let's play a song. How about let's play Ricky Rebel? Yay, Ricky, Ricky. Rebel. So guys, Ricky Rebel, his album came in the top 75 albums of the 2017 by Louder and Than War. Buy it because I love it. It's, it's really good. And he's got, a, the best. he's got a single called Time. We really like it a lot. So hope you guys will like it too, yep. Chad. You got that? Let's do it. Great album. All right, everybody. Great album, people. Get your Ricky Rebel, Time off the new Alpha. Make sure.
right, Jimbo, there you go. All right, everybody. So that was Ricky Rebel. The name of the song is Time. And uh, it's off his album, The New Alpha. And everybody loves it. So we guys hope you guys like it, too. And you can follow him on Twitter at Ricky Rebel Rocks. So say hi. Say hi real quick. We're going to do a formal intro. We just want to make sure people can hear you. Talking to me. Yeah, I'm talking uh, to you. Yeah. Hey, hello, everybody. In the chat room, hello, everybody. It's Hub Reynolds Jr. Uh, <laughs> they're having a hard time seeing me. I'm going to light a couple of these pieces of dynamite in here. We'll get it lit up. I can see you. But, it's just that it's dark. Yeah, uh, I'm in here. If I have to talk louder or light a couple of torches, we can get it done. Now we can hear speak, you. Speak in your normal voice. You can speak normal. normal. We can see you. You're yeah, a happy-go-lucky guy. You can hear the you can hear the audio then. Good. Yeah, we can hear you, and we can see you. It's just a little bit dark, but when you turn certain ways, it's just for some reason your left eye. I have to turn around and see your left eye has always like got this big shadow on it until you turn sideways like that. Do you know Little Orphan Annie, the cartoon? Absolutely. That's what you look like. Two black round That's eyes. That's not good. No. That's not good, Ron. No. I, need, like I need to be hard. looking like Engelbert Humperdinck. Good man. No, yeah. your this, eyes this look is, like two two round black spaces. You know. Okay, no. this is terrible. So I'm going to have to pull this out without a, a visual. You you a can, no, no, you'll pull it out. You're going to pull it out. We're going to keep you just the way do, you do are. Do you have a candle or a cigarette lighter? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. All right, now we'll, we'll just go with it. We're going to go with what we got. So, everybody, now that we know we can hear you. Hey, everybody, now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, the incredibly talented country music artist, Mr. Hub Reynolds Jr. Hello and welcome to the show. Hey, hey that's what I'm talking about. I've been working a reason to take a break here. <laughs> yeah. I've got everybody else down. All the doors are locked. I'm ready. There we Thank go. Taking a break. Let me uh, introduce you to everybody, starting with my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. Hi, and I've heard all about you, and Jimmy said that you lived in a box. Now <laughs> we're going to hear all about that, because I know a lot of men that would love to live in a box, like <laughs> Jolie's box. Oh. But, uh, yeah, yeah. I, uh, you were in a cardboard box, which is a little <laughs> yeah. different. Well, well talk I've done my research on you, and as long as I can sing the old guys, I got it made. <laughs> yeah, you're I right. Can do, I can do the uh, Eagle Birds and the old uh, Perry Como. So. Johnny Mathis. Do Johnny Mathis. Johnny Mathis, and you got it made. And you, and yeah. I'll be so nice to you. Okay. Hold on, at, <laughs> if you're nice to me at the end, we'll see if I have got to sing some Eagle Bird or something. I'll do it. No, sing, <laughs> sing chances are, Johnny Mathis. And I'll Hold go, on. And I'll go anywhere. Hold on. Let's finish our introduction. So let's say hi to the man behind the boards. We got Mr. Chad Murphy. Hub, thanks for joining us. Yeah, Chad. Been working with him for a little bit here. That's right. We go yeah. way back. And uh, we got a chat room full of people. Literally, we've got Germany, the UK, Belgium, Estonia, the United States, um, Canada. We got people from all over the place tuned in. So say hi to everybody in the chat room. Hello, everybody. Hello in the chat room and around the world. Yes, we're making noise today. <laughs> That's right. We've actually got uh, both the uh, Cody Prevost, who's also a country artist. Uh, you probably know him from Twitter and like his fan club. The people who run both of his fan clubs are in the uh, are in the That's chat right. Room. I saw he was coming in to watch. I know there's a few. I got a few uh, people in here looking. There you go. Well, we're happy to hear that. So, everybody, this is Hub Reynolds Jr. First of all, you can follow him on Twitter at Hub Reynolds Jr. That's H-U-B-E-R-E-Y-N-O-L-D-S-J-R for Jr. Um, so, so, so you have a very interesting story. First of all, Chad. 
Wait a second. Where are oh. you from in Texas? No, he's not from. He's from Florida. He's in Florida. You're Florida with that Texas accent? <laughs> uh, born in Winter Haven. And between Winter Haven. That's like Orlando. You're yeah. a native Floridian and you sound like a Texan. Jimmy's well, I only, only spent 17 years in Florida and migrated to uh, uh, Hog Mountain, Georgia. And uh, I, got, I got a little bit of years there, so that's probably where I picked up this uh, accent. <laughs> You sound like a rough and tough rancho. Jimmy's a native from Florida, Florida, and he sounds like a sissy Mary. <laughs> I'm from, I, I was actually born in South Florida, so I'm born. Actually, both of us went to high school in Jacksonville. Exactly. Except for that, I, I'm a little older than him, and so, or am I older than you, right? Or I'm older. Uh, than I'm not saying uh, today. I'm 25. Uh, yeah, you and Ron. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're a couple, a couple years apart. No, I've been 25 for 50 years, and I love yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Tomorrow I might feel 45, but today I feel 25. You got to like love it. So, so Chad. Yes, sir. Have you, because uh, uh, this is Hub Reynolds Jr., and his uncle was Hub Reynolds. Have you, uh, since you're a big country, Chad, by the way, by the way, Hub, Chad is a big country guy, and they perform all over South Florida as Chad and Heather with his uh, fiance because he just got engaged. Happy engagement. Congratulations, Chad. I forgot about that. Thank and you. Uh, so, Chad, have you heard of Hub Reynolds before? When was Hub, when was Hub Reynolds, your Hub Reynolds, like, well-known? Hub Reynolds uh, started in the early in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. And uh, his first single came out in 63, I believe, Money Goes to Money. And he bumped, he bumped heads with all the big ones, Johnny and Merle and Waylon and Willie and... Huh. Your father is from my time. uncle, uncle, uncle. Your uncle is from my time, so he's got to be like my age now. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. He, he would DP, I think, 75 uh, today. Okay, so his song was called what? He had several songs out there, and uh, some of his biggest hits were uh, Nightlife Cajun Man and he he did some remakes of uh, Hank Williams songs for the Williams family and uh, actually Hell I'm Just Me that debut single of mine got worked in to be released that was his last Billboard number one hit and that's the story behind the big story is going to Nashville with one of mine and uh, they wanted to not go over another song that I'd already started one of mine and said let's do one of your dads so I did one of my dads. Okay. Oh wait, he's your he's your he's dad your and your uncle. I thought he was your it, uncle. It, it's, it's a it's a dad uncle mentor thing. Uh, he was more of a father to me, and I got used to calling him dad. And um, when he passed away, he willed me everything, like I was his son. So in this business, you got to have a fan base. So I um, went ahead and took his name to uh, grab that fan base and have something different and to and to bring back the country western type sound that I have. I love it. I think that's phenomenal. So Chad won't know who he is because Chad's too young. Chad's too like young. a little baby. But what? did his music ever go to like uh, pop music? Because a lot of those. No, 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 no. Patsy was, Klein. Yeah. Patsy Klein was a country girl, but we used to get her music as uh, regular music. It wasn't ever country. You know, like I go out walking after midnight. That was a big hit in the country 60s. Western music. They used to call it country western. I grew up singing. Right, but we and, and it went to country music, and now it's got a lot of different things. But well, I, we, I, I we, in, New York, in New York, they never called it country western because in Brooklyn, who knew from country western? They only knew from 
brought from Brooklyn. So <laughs> it's true. If you didn't play where Frank Sinatra sang at the at the Paramount Theater, you weren't in. So Patsy yeah. Cline was just considered a vocalist, and she was on the top ten list of your hit parade. So was your father, uncle, that yeah. kind of singer? Yeah, absolutely. With the George Jones and the Merles and the Wait Willies and the Hank Juniors. And I should He's know. On the same, same Billboard chart as all of them. I love that. I should know his music. I love the fact that you've taken his name also and that you're doing real country music, which everybody's going to hear in a minute because we're going to play your first single uh, in a little bit. But but I want to talk a little bit. So first of all, because I, I read, uh, I actually I Googled you and lots of stuff is starting to come up about you all over the Internet. And yeah. I think which is a really good thing, by the way. So congratulations. And so basically, like, you can correct me as I go along. I'll just get the start, story started. But as a singer, I guess you were you were like singing along to one of your dad slash uncle's songs and somebody heard it. And thought, oh my God, this kid can sing. And then what happened? Uh, I was uh, following a gold mine and a shaft divorce. Me getting the shaft, of course. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, I, I was deciding what I was going to do. I retired back in uh, 2006 as a home builder in Atlanta and, and pretty much had to use my brain. I said, what, was it, what am I going to do? So I was pursuing the old classic hits of my dad sitting in a, in a car heading to Atlanta to the studio to remix them. And I had plugged in a cassette tape because that's all I had at that point because we were remixing as the master to go to CD to sell and distribute worldwide. So we're riding in the car with a cassette playing and he turns it off, tells me to keep singing. And I said, uh, well, keep singing what? He's singing that right there, boy. So I kept singing. He said, why aren't you singing? I said, man, I'm too old, bald head, no tattoos, no piercings. I don't wear them tight jeans. <laughs> I'm, old, I'm old school. I sing country western. But, you know, I'll, I'll give it a shot, I guess, if you think so. So they, 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 they sent me to Nashville, and uh, on a Monday I got up there, and I was going to cut one of mine, Country Girl Smile, and they, they said, let's do one of your dad's. So I cut that one of his on a Monday and uh, hit national radio in Nashville on Tuesday. And then on Thursday, two days later, I was planning my uh, PR around the world from one of the big boys, so... That's hey, it's attack. never too late. Remember one thing. It's, it's and yeah, and I would have never done this as a single man and a father. I couldn't have left my, my, my family and kids and wife and all that. But now that uh, I can. Now that you got the shaft, now you can go for it. Yeah. Hey, I like that. I like that. She got and, to go, man. Yeah, I got the shaft. So I, I took my shaft. Go hang ahead. on one sec. Go remember ahead. one thing in show business, you are never too old. Never too old to, to become a star or famous or to make money. You know, it, it show business is the only business that you can be old like me and, and be in the number one hit show. So think about it. <laughs> well, I'm confident uh, uh, the way I've done some things and come, in the, come at it in a different direction in the situation that I was in uh, from the street up. And uh, every, this is, this, this, I can tell that I'm being carried right now. I'm being carried, and it's a blessing, and it's very exciting. It's a dream come true, and uh, I've written uh, enough songs for the first three albums, and they're all true stories based on this this journey that I've been through, and my character, and my life, and kids, and great country songs. Which now, I, I, hear the, I, I hear they want to make a movie about your life. Is Absolutely. that so? Right. There's uh, uh, a and &E, I worked with. Uh, Johnny Knoxville uh, on a little bit of a music uh, to the evil movie, being evil, 
he got and he got some of the music from me from Hub because Hub did three albums for Evil Knievel. So we put a little music in that in that movie. But the A and E producer was interested also in the life story that I'm going through, along with another studio in Conyers, Georgia. So. So tell, tell us a little bit about you. I'm fascinated. What made you wind up living in a box? How did you hit such hard times? Well, uh, following a divorce, uh, I, uh, I was pushed to the street in a car and uh, figured out, tried that for about three months. I figured that wasn't going to work. So I, you know, made a move to a uh, truck and then a move to a box trailer and I prepared to survive for the next six years. Oh, so it wasn't a box; it was a box oh, trailer. Like it wasn't a ref- it wasn't a refrigerator car. No, it was. A, no, no. It's like a like a motorcycle travel trailer with no windows or anything. It had a door oh. on it. That's okay. You can sure. fix that nice. Them curtains. Oh, yeah, you know? it was okay. No, there's no windows. No, but you make believe. Pictures. You put curtains yeah. up. So yeah. Yeah. Actually, I wrote a song. I wrote a song about the box. It's called <laughs> AFTO. It's it's a good song. A- Air Force Trailer One. Okay. <laughs> So, now, so that what, song will be coming what, out. What, I, I got what, some great songs coming from this okay, journey. Okay, what, what put you together to, to, to get out of that situation? Well, to get out of it, uh, I survived every single day off what I could and uh, kept myself busy and chose this music career and worked every day for the past six years, probably 18 to 24 hours a day, hand up, and decided that I had something that I've been told as a gift, and uh, it's my destiny, and uh, I'm going to keep working to try to get there, and, you know, it'll be a dream to stand up there and do it with my, my uncle, dad, whatever you're going to call him. I've been doing it since I was seven, and uh, to get paid to do something you love to do, and all I want is an old ranch in a barn and a chicken house. I don't need nothing special. <laughs> and if I, can, if I can help a lot of people with, with what I make and that's what it's about. Love and giving back. Here, here. Helping Absolutely. Absolutely. Chad loves that too. So hold on. So you have a song. This is the now is the, is the hell I'm just me. Is that the single that you recorded yeah, that day? Me, yeah, let me give you uh, yeah, that's that's what they did. They said, Well, you got one of your fathers, dads, whatever. I said, Yeah, hell I'm just me. He says, You know it? I said, No. He said, Well, go back to the hotel and come back and two hours later. I went back in there. And uh, I went back in there, and I just sang like I was a teenager when I was driving my Trans Am in 79. And I just started singing it, and uh, it just came out. It was like he was in there with me. It came out, and they waved me out of the music box and said, man, that was magic. I said, I can do better. He said, that was magic. So what it is, is a song that my, he wrote about all the things he did in music, motion pictures. He wanted to be everybody. And then he finally threw the towel in and says, you know what? Hell, I'm just me. And wrote that song, and uh, he'd be rolling over right now if he knew where it was. But that—that's what the song's about. It's about being yourself. Hell, I love it. Well, co- like. country western music, by the way, is coming back big time. I mean, strong. It's selling yeah. a lot. There was a lull there for a while where people weren't to it. The disco kind of killed country western, but now country western is very popular. It's coming back. and uh, Big time, big time, yeah. fast. So you'll so be on the big, top of the wave. Big. You'll be on the crest of the wave. Which and we're going to hear what Chad thinks, too, because he's country western. Chad, Chad's country western, and he doesn't really, we don't really ask him what he thinks a whole lot of the times when it's not a country person, but lately we've had some really great country people on, and so we're going like, to let him chime in after we play it. But, Chad, do you have um, Hell, I'm Just Me available? Ready to roll it. 
All right, so here's what we want you to do, Hub. Say who you are and just introduce the song to everybody. We're going to play it and then just hang on. And when it's over, we're going to talk some more. Okay, okay. All right, guys, get your boots, slide them on. This is a boot tapper. It's called <laughs> Hell, I'm Just Me by Hub Reynolds Jr. It is going to be good. Crank it up, Chad. <laughs> Walk and talk like John Wayne And I wanted to write and sing like Hank But I never did care for the pilgrims, Lord And I damn near pickle my brain with drain And I wanted to ride in a chauffeur limousine I did not want no little blood I never chose but nowadays I love to kiss and hug And finally I want it to be me Finally just me Oh hell just me well, I wanted the cold eyes of police work And I wanted the quick draw Jesse James Nobody ever made my day, Lord And hell, you know, I never did like trains And I wanted to be on the silver screen And I wanted to ride on Thunder Road I never would help my troubled brother, Lord But nowadays I help carry the load Tombstone, but I heard nobody cry. Oh, they were laughing, they were drinking, Lord. That's when I realized I lived a lie. Folks, when you walk out of that theater, that that day on Saturday, you gotta return to being who you are. And as far as I'm concerned, hell, I'm just gonna be me. That's all I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna be me. Jimbo. Everybody, so that's Hell, I'm Just Me by Hub Reynolds Jr. And Chad, I want you to talk first. Everybody in the chat room loves it. Well, I tell you what, if it can get your toe tapping like it got my toe tapping, that's a good start. 
Um, there you go. First thing I tried to do is figure out who does he sound like, and I couldn't come up with anything. All I could pull out of there was some old Hank, like Hank Sr., um, mixed with a little bit of that cat who plays guitar for Allison Krauss. I can't remember his name. He did the uh, Oh Brother Where Art Thou soundtrack. Soundtrack, yeah. Um, you know what I'm talking about? Mixed it. Yeah, so that's what I, I was do. getting there, and I loved the piano in there. The awesome piano. So it was a good sound hub. Um, you got a great sound going on, and uh, all, the, all the luck. I give you a thumbs up. Thank you. Thank you. We don't hear it, Hub, so it's not like we're sitting here not liking it. Uh, <laughs> we'll play it later in the car on the way to the movies. Right. Now, uh, everybody out there listening, our audience, when we were off camera, I asked Hub exactly what was it that inspired him in six years to get out of a truck, and he said he found the Lord, Jesus Christ. Right. And I know so many people, my best friend Jane Russell, the actress, she was a, a Christian also. And it saved her life from alcoholism. So for a lot of people out there who really are destitute and don't know what to do, suicide is not the answer. And living in the hollow or the swallow, whatever you want to call it, is not the answer. If Jesus is going to drag you up and make you feel good and make you do better things, then by all means believe in Jesus. Nothing wrong with, with that. I mean, it's not a sin to to believe in jesus and it's not a sin not to believe in jesus well actually it is but <laughs> no it's not because if you're jewish and other religions oh, that's true. they don't believe in jesus but let, let hub tell it a little yeah, bit so hub fill us in on like how did you get inspired how Wrong. did you how did you I, find I, jesus how did you know, would you say did i find him what no fine fine how, how fine did, how did fine. you now, yeah, listen, i've, words, been, a, I've been a christian raised corn-fed country boy since I was two and a half, half years old when my mom got me Sandy. And ever since then, I've followed and walked the, a narrow path. So it's not that I found him when this began. I had him, and I knew where to go for direction. I went to the Bible because I, I didn't find him. I already had him. I had to learn his path, and that's the path I right. took. And then I followed my heart on the rest of the stuff. Next thing I know, I'm well, writing songs, and, 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 you know, it's happening. You know who Jane Russell is, don't you, the movie star? Absolutely. Yeah, well, she was my best friend. And Jane said to me, the Lord gives you a path to follow. And sometimes you fall off that path. And when you do, he rubs your nose in it. And that happened with her when she had sex with her football player, husband, uh, Waterfield, and became pregnant. And she had an abortion, and the abortion was a mistake, and it ruined her, and she was never able to have children she adopted. But she formed Waif, and Jane said to me, that was the Lord's path. He wanted me to get pregnant, to get ruined, so I couldn't have children, so I could adopt children in Europe and pass the law where oh. European children can come to this country to be adopted. And Jane Russell is responsible for Waif. So the, hmm. the Lord does work in strange ways. Now, right. you said you were always a Christian, and Jane said I was. she was always a Christian. She resented it when people said you're a born-again Christian. She said, no, darling, I've always been a Christian. I just fell off the path a few times, and drinking was one of them. But she got back on the path. So everybody out there, if you need something to get you going, why not try Jesus? <laughs> it's free. That's right. It's free. Yeah, and, and, it's, free. and there's nothing wrong. And there's nothing wrong with it. Absolutely not. 
I love it. I, I think the whole thing, I think you have a very inspirational story. I think that yeah. you've been through lots of highs and lows. I mean, you went from like living in big houses and building big houses and having a family to living in a truck with a, a box, a bo- whatever you call it, a box trailer. You know, um, uh, you had a, a gift in country music that you didn't even know you had and you came about you know, late in life, later in life. Um, everybody loves it, so everybody loves everything that you're doing with the music and thinks it's fabulous. Um, tell us a little bit about, like, so you have, you've written enough songs for three albums. Like, are uh, how many songs have you got record? Have you got stuff recorded yet? Besides how, your how single, how many albums? Let's talk. I've got, I've got all of my dad, dad stuff, Hub Senior stuff, whatever, Uncle, whatever you want to call it. There's a story coming out about that. Uh, and uh, since this journey started, I started writing and have enough now for my first three albums. Uh, and at this point, I'm we're still I'm composed. I do my own marketing, in, and it's a lot of intense hours. And I'm at the point of composing, trying to compose the music and get it charted to be ready to go in the studio. But yes, I'm ready for my first three albums with the songs all written by me, all stories, all great. And I want to release it. I have a thought of releasing it like a novel. As the song, as the track comes, it's going to be at that time in my life in this story. So each song you'll see as it progresses in these stories, it's just amazing. This is all the document. It's just amazing story that's coming out. Behind the music is bigger than the songs. But yes, I, I'm presently pushing my own uh, marketing and fundraising sponsorship. And that's all it's going to take once we get to national radio, I think. Uh, everybody will be boot tapping. And I think one thing, you know, it might, it might, it might come out wrong when I say it, but, but I think that the fact that, you know, like if you're going to be on the voice, they, they pick the people who have good backstories, you know? Um, and I think the same thing going to radio and, and, and a lot of the beginning, having more opportunities that I think that you have such an incredible backstory that it gives you an advantage, you know, maybe over someone who has lots of money and well, just puts they, the music they, they out. Because it could be, you're an interest story, a human interest story yeah, and human interest stories are what people the, like. Human interest sells all the time. That's why our people in the chat room wanted to know more about what inspired you and what made you change your whole course of life. And you have to give those answers. You just can't go out and say, I lived in a box and then I became a famous singer. You know, well, what the hell happened between the box and the singing? Right. So that makes you interesting and it gives you, as Jimmy said, a good backstory. But uh, I'm glad for you and I'm happy for you and I know you're happy now and you're on, you're on your way to great success because from what Chad said, I mean, he never says that... <laughs> That good stuff. About. I think we've had about eight country singers <laughs> yeah. on, and, 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 and he's and five of them. He doesn't say a word. <laughs> he's never said it. He's never said he tapped his foot. <laughs> I mean, that's a biggie for Chad. Yeah. Tapping his foot is a biggie. Thank you, Chad. Hey, well, you that's send me the address. Super duper. I get a care package to you guys, so you can slide that, that CD in the CD in the in the vehicle. You yeah. crank that up. You crank yeah. it up in the truck. Because unfortunately, we don't hear the music. Florida, for some reason, or they send us. You know, we transmit from Florida. They haven't figured out a way yet to send us the music. We have everything. We used else. to be able to hear it. We, now we did, can. and then something happened. Chad, what happened with that? You know, Man, don't bring I, that up. I don't know what happened. You know, computers are computers, and we deal with what we deal with. So. Sometimes we can hear it and sometimes I not. I feel but badly. Beca- bad or badly? Bad. Badly. Bad? No, bad. Because you don't do your homework and you just want to hear it live. I, I, I know it. I've listened, no, I have no, listened to Hell, I'm Just Me about 60 times yeah, this week. I understand. Yeah, but, That's Ron's thing, <laughs> but though. Chad. I understand. Chad, I understand. 
the success to my interviewing <laughs> for so many go. years is I never research any of my guests right. because then the questions become corny and boring like everybody else. Yes, got so it. I ask whatever I, whatever comes into this demented brain. I like brainer. that about you, Ron. <laughs> you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. I never research. So you guys, this is Herb Reynolds, you guys. He is going to be... The next big it might take a it might might not happen tomorrow, but he's going to be one of the next big country superstars. You're going to see him on CMA and and all kinds of stuff. He's going to be performing. You want to um so to let us know is Hell I'm Just Me is it available to download everywhere? Yes, it's available uh, to download pretty much everywhere. CD Baby is the quickest, easiest way to get it. And I have been uh, reinvited to go back up to the CMAs for 2018. I got that invitation to come back for that uh, festival. So I'll be up there in Nashville during then and uh, still working and marketing and getting the music composed and pushing well, ahead. Like, I know how much work it is to market something on your own because I, I do that with our show. And, oh, and yeah. we're like seven years, I think, into it. And it took it took a long time, you know, really to get to get it down. And so the fact that you're doing it by yourself uh, and you're starting to really get a lot of people to take notice is, is a is a tribute to you because I, I actually know how hard that actually is to do. And um, so we want to say congratulations on that. And, and we'll see you at the Country Music Awards. And everybody says that they love the way that Ron's questions are all real in the chat room because you don't you don't know who the people are. Yeah. No, because once you know who they I mean, look, the, the famous people that come on that are friends of mine, I can't help it. I know them socially. I know they're bullshit. But when, when, if I researched him, it wouldn't come off it like it comes off because my feeling, see, my, I like to feel like we're in a kitchen right now with Ent Entenmann's crumb cake and coffee. <laughs> right. And there's nobody around. And you find it just bullshit like buddies do. And that's how I've always interviewed great legends of Hollywood. Lauren Bacall, I mean, Cliff Robertson, big movie stars, Academy Award winners. I interviewed them the same way. I never did that Miss Lauren and all that shit. Hey, Lauren, what's going on? You know, and that's what people want. People want to hear the nitty gritty. They don't want to hear the publicity. They don't want to hear you brag about all the bullshit you got. They want to know who are you? What are you all about? How did you get there? And how come I'm not you? And how, no, come, I'm, how come I'm not a singer <laughs> like you? People want to know that. What the hell did you do to make you so special that you're going to win all kinds of Grammy Awards? That's what people want to know. They don't want to know the other bullshit. And that's what made me a very successful interviewer for like 100 years. And I, I think that, that, that your things are going to be very fabulous for you, you guys. Um, please, you guys, he is an indie artist. And so if you can download Hell, I'm Just Me, every, every little thing helps because... Uh, Putting out three albums costs lots of money, and everything costs money in this money business. Money isn't the word. <laughs> like, lots of money. And so uh, if you're a, a record label listening and you're a really big one and you want to, like, do some sponsorships or sign him for some big money, uh, you, you'd be smart to do so. And uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Hub Reynolds Jr. His Facebook page, I think, is also Hub Reynolds Jr., isn't it, Hub? Yes, yes. Absolutely. Um, and uh, definitely get the song, Hell, I'm Just Me, and... Uh, follow him on Twitter, you guys. He's super nice on Twitter. He follows back. He, he everybody in the chat room uh, uh, loves everything. I've even got Hannah Clive in uh, in in the UK sound to share stuff with her, and she's happy to share it for you. She's at Hannah Clive on Twitter. She says if you uh, uh, she's a great backing vocalist and a great indie artist also. And uh, we had her on the show a couple weeks ago and on our Christmas show. But everybody in the chat room loves it and. Uh, 
I, I think that you're going to be very successful. And again, you know, everybody who like follows me on Twitter and stuff, we're we're all about helping support you, uh, getting to the next level. And we want to thank you for coming on the show. And what I've got to say is, a lot of people are born into success. Third generation, second generation. My respect for you is far higher than any of them because you have been in hell and you got out of hell and now you're going to skyrocket up to fame. So my friend, hats off to you and my greatest respect to who you are and what you're doing. And I wish you the best success and I hope one day to meet you and you say, excuse me, but I don't know you. So I can punch you in the face. <laughs> no, hey, thank you very much. Ron, when I see you, I'm going to go, there's that little Gambino guy. I love you. like that Gambino guy. So, yeah, I can't wait to see you guys. And I'm going to send will. you a We will come to hear you play in L.A. Yeah. We will come. We will come. I'm, I'm serious. We will start. We go to all our people. We go to yeah. concerts. We're going to one Friday. We have two girls that we love. Uh, alternate, alternate next Friday and right. and next Friday we're going to there. We gotta go. Show. We gotta go. It's four fifty. Okay, so. gotta go. Thank you, uh, thank pleasure. You, thank you, Jimmy. God bless you Thanks. and all, all that you do. Bye bye. We'll be in touch. All right, everybody, and anybody else, if you need backing vocals for anybody, Hannah Hannah Clive is a great singer, and she's done backing vocals for Ray Charles. So if you need her, follow her on Twitter, at Hannah Clive. Chad, thank you so much. Chat room, everybody, thank you so much. We'll see you guys next week, and have a fabulous weekend. Bye, Bye everybody. Hey mate, wanna go to 